Act Two of The Woman's Prize. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Woman's Prize, or The Tamer Tamed, by John Fletcher. Act Two. Scene One. Enter Petronius and Moroso. A box of the ear, do you say? Yes, sure, a sound one, beside my nose blown to my hand. If Cupid shoot arrows of that weight, I'll swear devoutly, has sued his livery, and is no more a boy. You gave her some ill language? Not a word. Or might be you were fumbling? Word I had, sir. I had been aforehand then. But to be baffled and have no feeling of the cause. Be patient. I have a medicine clapped to her back will cure her. No, sure, it must be a four, sir. Oh, my conscience, when I got these two wenches, who till now ne'er showed their riding, I was drunk with bastard, whose nature is to form things like itself, heady and monstrous. Did she slight him too? That's all my comfort. A mere hobby-horse she made, child Harold. Swit she would not know him, not give him a free look, not reckon him among her thoughts which I held more than wonder, I having seen her within three days kiss him with such an appetite as though she would eat him. There is some trick in this. How did he take it? Ready to cry. He ran away. I fear her. And yet, I tell you, even to my anger she is as tame as innocency. It may be this blow was but a favour. I'll be sworn twas well tied on, then. Go to, pray forget it. I have bespoke a priest, and within two hours I'll have ye married. Will that please you? Yes. I'll see it done myself, and give the lady such a sound exhortation for this knavery, I'll warrant you, shall make her smell this month on't. Nay, good sir, be not violent. Neither? It may be, out of her earnest love, there grew a longing, as you know women have such toys, in kindness, to give me a box of the ear or so. It may be. I reckon for the best still. This night, then, I shall enjoy her. You shall hansel her. Old as I am, I'll give her one blow, for it shall make her groan this twelvemonth. Where's your jointure? I have a jointure for her. Have your counsel perused it yet? No counsel but the knight, and your sweet daughter shall e'er peruse that jointure. <laughs> Very well, sir. I'll no demurrers on it, nor no rejoinders, the others ready sealed. Come then, let's comfort my son Petruchio. He's like little children that lose their baubles, crying ripe. Pray tell me, is this stern woman still upon the flaunt of bold defiance? Still, and still she shall be, till she be starved out. You shall see such justice, that women shall be glad, after this tempest, to tie their husbands' shoes and walk their horses. That were a merry world. Do you hear the rumour? They say the women are in insurrection, and mean to make a— They'll sooner draw upon walls as we do. Let em, let em. We'll ship em out in cuckstools. There they'll sail, as brave Columbus did, till they discover the happy islands of obedience. We stay too long. Come. 
Now St. George be with us. Exeunt. Scene two. Enter Livia alone. Now if I can but get in handsomely, Father, I shall deceive you. And this night for some private plotting. I'll know wedlock. I have shifted sail, and find my sisters safely a sure retirement. Pray to heaven that Roland do not believe too far, for what I said to him, for yon old fox-face forced me. That's my fear. Stay, let me see this quarter fierce Petruchio. Keep with his myrmidians. I must be sudden. If he seizes me, I can look for nothing but martial law. To this place I have escaped him, above there. Enter Maria and Bianca, above. Kevala. A friend. Who are you? Look out and know. Alas, poor wench, who sent thee? What weak fool made thy tongue his orator? I know you come to parley. You are deceived. Urged by the goodness of your cause, I have come to do as you do. You are too weak, too foolish to cheat us with your smoothness. Do not we know thou hast been kept up tame? Believe me. No, prithee, good Livia. Utter thy eloquence somewhere else. Good cousin, put up your pipes. We are not for your palate. Alas, we know who sent you. Oh, my word! Stay there. You must not think your word, or by your maidenhead, or such Sunday oaths, sworn after evensong, can inveigle us to lose our hand fast. Did their wisdoms think that sent you hither, we would be so foolish, to entertain our gentle sister Sinon, and give her credit, while the wooden jade Petruchio stole upon us? No, good sister, go home, and tell the merry Greeks that sent you, Ilium shall burn, and I, as did Aeneas, will on my back, spite of the Myrmidons, carry this warlike lady, and through seas unknown and unbelieved, seek out a land, where like a race of noble Amazons we'll root ourselves, and to our endless glory live and despise base men. How second ye? How long have you been thus? That's all one, cousin. I stand for freedom now. Take heed of lying. For by this light, if we do credit you, and find you tripping, his infliction that killed the Prince of Orange will be sport to what we purpose. Let me feel the heaviest. Swear by thy sweetheart Roland, for by your maidenhead I fear twill be too late to swear. You mean nothing but fair and safe and honourable to us and to yourself. I swear. Stay yet. Swear as you hate Moroso, that's the surest, and as you have a certain fear to find him worse than a poor dried jack, full of more aches than autumn has, more knavery and usury and foolery and brokery than dog's ditch. As you do constantly believe he's nothing but an old empty bag with a grey beard, and that beard such a bobtail that it looks worse than a mare's tail eaten off with fillies. As you acknowledge that young handsome wench that lies by such a bilboa blade that bends with every pass he makes, to the hilts most miserable, a dry nurse to his coughs, a futurer to such a nasty fellow, a robbed thing of all delights youth looks for and, to end, one cast away on coarse beef, born to brush that everlasting cassock that has worn as many servants out as the north-east passage has consumed sailors. If you swear this, and truly, without the reservation of a gown or any meritorious petticoat, 
"'Tis like we shall believe you.' "'I do swear it.' "'Stay yet a little. Came this wholesome motion, deal truly, sister, from your own opinion, or some suggestion of the foe?' "'Ne'er fear me, for by that little faith I have in husbands, and the great zeal I bear for your cause, I come full of that liberty you stand for, sister.' If we believe, and you prove recreant, Livia, think what a maim you give the noble cause we now stand up for. Think what women shall, an hundred years hence, speak thee, when examples are looked for, and so great ones, whose relations spoke as we do em, wench, shall make new customs. If you be false, repent, go home and pray, and to the serious women of the city confess yourself. Bring not a sin so heinous to load thy soul to this place. Mark me, Livia, if thou beest double, and betrayest our honours, and we fail in our purpose, get thee where there is no women living, nor no hope that ever shall be. If a mother's daughter that ever heard the name of stubborn husband find thee, and know thy sin. Nay, if old age, one that has worn away the name of woman, and no more left to know her by, but railing, no teeth, nor eyes, nor legs, but wooden ones, come but to the windward of thee, for sure shall smell thee. Thou'lt be so rank, shall ride thee like a nightmare, and say her prayers backward to undo thee. She'll curse thy meat and drink, and when thou marriest, clap a sound spell for ever on thy pleasures. Children of five year old like little fairies will pinch thee into motley, all that ever shall live and hear of thee, I mean all women, will, like so many furies, shake their keys, and toss their flaming distaffs o'er their heads, crying revenge. Take heed, tis hideous. Oh, tis a fearful office, if thou hadst, though thou beest perfect now, when thou camest hither a false imagination, get thee gone. And as my learned cousin said, repent, this place is sought by soundness." So I seek it, or let me be the most despised example. I do believe thee, be thou worthy of it. You come not empty. No, here's cakes and cold meats and tripe of proof. Behold, here's wine and beer. Be sudden, I shall be surprised else. Meet at the low parlour door, there lies a close way. What fond obedience you have living in you, or duty to a man before you enter, fling it away. Twill but defile our offerings. Be wary as you come. I warrant ye. Exeunt. Scene three. Enter three maids. How goes your business, girls? Afoot and fair. If fortune favour us, away to your strength. The country forces are arrived, be gone. We are discovered else. Arm and be valiant. Think of our cause. Our justice. Tis sufficient. Exeunt. Scene four. Enter Roland and Tranio at several doors. Now, Roland. How do you? How dost thou, man? Thou look'st ill. Yes. Pray, can you tell me, Tranio, who knew the devil first? A woman. So, were they not well acquainted? <laughs> Maybe so, for they had certain dialogues together. He sold her fruit, I take it. Yes, and, and cheese, that choked all mankind after. Canst thou tell me whether that woman ever had a faith after she had eaten? Oh, that's a school question. No, tis no question. 
for believe me tranio that cold fruit after eating bread not in her but windy promises and chalic vows that broke out both ways thou hast heard i am sure of aesculapius a far-famed surgeon one that could set together quartered traitors and make them honest men how dost thou roland let him but take if he dare do a cure shall get him fame indeed a faithless woman there will be credit for him that will speak him a broken woman tranio a base woman and if he can cure such a rack of honour let him come here and practise now for honour's sake why what ailst thou roland i am ridden tranio and spur galled to the life of patience heaven keep my wits together by a thing our worst thoughts are too noble for a woman your mistress has a little frowned it may be she was my mistress is she not no tranio she has done me such disgrace so spitefully so like a woman bent to my undoing that henceforth a good horse shall be my mistress a good sword or a book and if you see her tell her i do beseech you even for love's sake i will roland she may sooner count the good i have thought her our old love and our friendship shed one true tear mean one hour constantly be old and honest married and a maid then make me see her more or more believe her and now i have met a messenger farewell sir exit alas poor roland i will do it for thee this is that dog moroso but i hope to seem cold in the mouth first ere he enjoy her i'll watch this young man desperate thoughts may seize him and if my purse or counsel can i'll ease him exit scene five enter petruchio petronius moroso and sophocles for look you gentlemen say that i grant her out of my free and liberal love a pardon which you and all men else know she deserves not can all the world leave laughing i think not no by they cannot for pray consider have you ever read or heard of or can any man imagine so stiff a tomboy of so set a malice and such a brazen resolution as this young crab-tree and then answer me and mark but this too friends without a cause not a foul word come cross her not a fear she justly can take hold on and do you think i must sleep out of my anger and endure it so pillows to her ease and lull her mischief give me a spindle first no no my masters were she as fair as nella greece and housewife as good as the wise sailor's wife and young still never above fifteen and these tricks to it she should ride the wild mare once a week she should believe me friend she should i would table her till all the legions that are crept into her flew out with fire i the tales methinks you err now for to me seems a little sufferance were a far surer cure yes i can suffer where i see promises of peace and amendment give her a few conditions i'll be hanged first give her a crabtree cudgel so i will and after it a flock-bed for her bones and hard eggs till they brace her like a drum she shall be pampered with she shall not know a stool in ten months gentlemen this must not be enter jaques arm arm out with your weapons for all the women in the kingdoms on you they swarm like wasps and nothing can destroy em but stopping of their hives and smothering of em enter pedro stand to your guard sir all the devils extant are broke upon us like a cloud of thunder there are more women marching hitherward in rescue of my mistress than e'er turned tail at sturbridge fair and i believe as fiery 
the forlorn hopes led by a tanner's wife i know her by her hide a desperate woman she flayed her husband in her youth and made reins of his hide to ride the parish take em all together they are a genealogy of genets gotten and borne thus by the boisterous breath of husbands they serve sure and are swift to catch occasion i mean their foes or husbands by their forelocks and there they hang like favors cry they can but more of noble spite than fear and crying like the old giants that were foes to heaven they heave ye stool on stool and fling main pot lives like massy rocks dart ladles tossing irons and tongues like thunderbolts till overlaid they fall beneath the weight yet still aspiring at those imperious cod sheds that would tame em theirs ne'er a one of them the worst and weakest choose where you will but dare attempt the raising against the sovereign piece of puritans a maypole and a morris maugre mainly their zeal and dungeon daggers and yet more dares plant a stand of battering ales against em and drink em out of the parish lo you fierce petruchio this comes of your impatience there's one board in the bears against the cannons of the town made it good and fought em another to her everlasting fame erected two alehouses of ease the quarter sessions running against her roundly in which business two of the disannulars lost their nightcaps a third stood excommunicate by the cudgel the constable to her eternal glory drunk hard and was converted and she victor then are they victualled with pies and puddings the trappings of good stomachs noble ale the true defender sausages and smoked ones if need be such as serve for pikes and pork better the jews ne'er hated here and there a bottle of metheglin a stout briton that will stand to em what else they want they war for come to council now you must grant conditions or the kingdom will have no other talk but this away then and let's advise the best why do you tremble have i lived thus long to be knocked o the head with half a washing beetle pray be wise sir come something i'll do but what it is i know not to counsel then and let's avoid their follies guard all the doors or we shall not have a cloak left Accent. scene six enter petronius petruchio moroso sophocles and tranio i am indifferent though i must confess i had rather see her carted oh, no more of that sir are ye resolved to give her fair conditions twill be the safest way i am distracted would i had run my head into a halter when i first wooed her if i offer peace she'll urge her own conditions that's the devil why say she do say i am made an ass then i know her aim may i with reputation answer me this with safety of mine honour after the mighty manage of my first wife which was indeed a fury to this filly after my twelve strong labours to reclaim her which would have made don hercules horn mad and hid him in his hide suffer this sicily ere she have warmed my sheets ere grappled with me this 
pink, this painted foist, this cockle-boat, to hang her fights out and defy me, friends, a well-known man of war, if this be equal, and I may suffer, say, and I have done? I do not think you may. You'll make it worse, sir. Pray hear me, good Petruchio. But even now you were contented to give all conditions, to try how far she would carry. Tis a folly, and you will find it so, to clap the curb on, ere you be sure it proves a natural wildness, and not a forced. Give her conditions, for on my life this trick is put into her. I should believe so too. And not her own. You'll find it so. Then if she flounder with you, clap spurs on, and in this you'll deal with temperance. Avoid the hurry of the world. And loose. Music above. No honour on my life, sir. I will do it. It seems they are very merry. Enter Jaques. Why, God hold it. Now, Jaques? They are in the flaunt, sir. Yes, we hear them. They have got a stick of fiddles, and they firk it. In wondrous ways the two grand capitanos, they brought the auxiliary regiments, dance with their coats tucked up to their bare breeches, and bid them kiss em. That's the burden. They have got methaglin, an audacious ale, and talk like tyrants. How knowest thou? I peeped in at a loose lansket. I help for all this day to the woman that bears the sway and wears the breeches. Let it come, let it come, let this health be a seal for the good of the common weal. The woman shall wear the breeches. Let's drink then and laugh it and merrily, merrily quaff it and tipple and tipple around. Here's to thy fool, and to my fool. Come to all fools, though it cost us a wench many a pound. Hark! A song. Pray, silence. All the women above, citizens and countrywomen. They look out. Good evening, ladies. Good you good evening, sir. How have you slept to-night? Exceeding well, sir. Did you not wish me with you? No, believe me, I never thought upon you. Is this he? Yes. Sir. She has drank hard. Mark her hood. You are... Learnedly drunk. I'll hang else. Let her utter. And I must tell you, viva voce, friend, a very foolish fellow. <laughs> There's an ale figure. I thank you, Susan Brotis. Forward, sister. You have espoused here a hearty woman. A comely and courageous. Well, I have so. And to the comfort of distressed damsels, women outworn in wedlock, and such vessels, this woman has defied you. It should seem so. And why? Yes, can you tell? For thirteen causes. Pray by your patience, mistress. Forward, sister. Do you mean to treat of all these? Who shall let her? Do you hear, Velvet Hood? We come not now to hear your doctrine. For the first, I take it, it doth divide itself into seven branches. Hark you, good Maria. Have you got a catechizer here? Good zeal. Good three-piled predication. Will you peace, and hear the cause we come for? Yes, Bobtails. We know the cause you come for. Here's the cause. But never hope to carry her. 
never dream or flatter your opinions with a thought of base repentance in her give me sack by this and next strong ale swear forward sister by all that's cordial in this place we'll bury our bones fames tongues our triumphs and then all that ever yet was chronicled of woman but this brave wench this excellent despiser this bane of dull obedience shall inherit his liberal will and march off with conditions noble and worth herself she shall tom tyler's and brave ones too my hood shall make a hearse-cloth and i'll lie under it like jane agaunt ere i go less my distaff stuck up by me for the eternal trophy by my conquests and loud fame at my head with two main bottles shall fill to all the world the glorious fall of old don gillian yet a little further we have taken arms in rescue of this lady most just and noble if ye beat us off without conditions and we recant use us as we deserve and first degrade us of all our ancient chambering next that the symbols of our secrecy silk stockings hue of our heels our petticoats of arms tear off our bodies and our bodkins break over our coward heads and ever after to make the tainture most notorious to all our crest videlicet our planket's let laces hang and we return again into our former titles dairymaids no more wars puissant ladies show conditions and freely i accept em call in livia she's in the treaty too enter livia above how livia hear you that sir there's the conditions for ye pray peruse em yes there she is tad be no right rebellion had she held off what think you man nay nothing i have enough of the prospect o oh, my conscience the world's end and the goodness of a woman will come together are you there sweet lady cry you mercy sir i saw you not your blessing yes when i bless a jade that stumbles with me how are the articles this is for you sir and i shall think upon't you have used me finely there is no other use for thee now extant but to be hung up kazakh cap and all for some strange monster at the apothecaries i hear you whore it must be his then sir for need will then compel me he will undo me in mere plans of coals to make him lusty there's no talking to him how are they sir as i expected liberty and clothes reads when and in what way she will continual monies company and all the house at her dispose no tongue to say why is this or whether will it new coaches and some buildings she appoints here hangings and hunting horses and for plate and jewels for her private use i take it two thousand pound in present then for music and women to read french this must not be and at the latter end a clause put in that livia shall by no man be importuned this whole month yet to marry this is monstrous this shall be done i'll humour her a while if nothing but repentance and undoing can win her love 
I'll make a shift for one. When ye are once abed, all these conditions lie under your own seal. Do you like em? Yes, and by that faith I give you for the priest I'll ratify em. Stay, what pledges? No, I'll take that oath, but have a care you keep it. Tis not now, as when Andrea lived. If you do juggle, or alter what a letter of these articles we have set down, the self-same persecution. Mistrust him not. By all my honesty. Enough, I yield. What's this inserted here? That the two valiant women that command here shall have a supper made them, and a large one, and a liberal entertainment without grudging, and to pay for all their soldiers. That shall be too, and if a ton of wine will serve to pay em, they shall have justice. I ordain ye all paymasters, gentlemen. Then we shall have sport, boys. We'll meet you in the parlour. Ne'er look sad, sir, for I will do it. There's no danger in't. For Livia's article you shall observe it. I have tied myself. I will. Along then now. Either I break, or this stiff plant must bow. Axiant. End of Act Two.